Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to speak to you today. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. But that same thing can't be said for everyone around me. People are falling like flies into big snotty puddles. <laughs> yes, my nose is blocked as well at the moment. So I'm just trying to like unblock it as we speak with tissues and tissues <laughs> great topic today i had to clarify just before we went on air just talking about tissue for blowing the nose rather than body tissue like human yes. bones and no. tissue okay no it's not like that <laughs> although yes to clarify we're talking about fa- facial tissues facial tissues let's call them that um but yes the word tissue because i always thought it's adorable they made it sound like a tissue <laughs> but um, it's not. Actually, it comes from the French word tissu, which means to weave, which makes sense. Yeah. So that makes sense. Woven something. Um, so we're talking about facial tissues. Now, um, what is the brand name? Maybe not for us so much, but you think like pop culture wise, what is the brand name that would come to mind for a facial tissue? Um, a couple uh, in Hong Kong, it's Tempo, but I know Tempo, yeah. internationally, it's probably Kleenex. Kleenex, that's right. Yes, so I was about to say, like, in Hong Kong, it's not Kleenex; it's Tempo yeah. <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> but um, in pop culture, right, it'd be like, get me a Kleenex, right? Now, Kleenex um, was the 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 uh, is quite well known. It's like you know, it's kind of one of those things people will call it a Kleenex. I don't, you don't, but people would say, get me a Kleenex. Um, Kleenex tissue was invented in 1924 actually as a means to remove cold cream. Do you know what cold cream is? Yes. Is it that Pond's cold cream or Nivea cold cream that used to remove makeup or something? That's correct. That's right. Yes. So cold cream. So it's quite like um, cold cream was uh, what people used to use makeup with, remove makeup with. Now, early advertisements for Kleenex um, went out to Hollywood makeup departments and they would have endorsements from movie stars showing like, you know, using Kleenex tissues to remove all their theater makeup with cold cream. Um, and then, but then in 1926, so only a couple of a couple of years later, uh, Kimberly Clark Corporation, which is the manufacturer of Kleenex, became intrigued because they got letters from customers, which is adorable that people wrote about this, wrote to them about this, saying they were using this product as a disposable handkerchief. Right now, I know I don't know about you if anyone in your life's ever had like an old fashioned hanky, like a cloth hanky. Yeah, my granddad always. Yeah. Yes, he had a hanky. Yeah, my dad has always had a hanky. Um, not even for when he's sick. I think it's just like a I don't know, a handy thing to have. I oh, suppose. the girls, my daughters have handkerchiefs that they put in really? their pockets. Yes, because um, uh, that their school insists that every day they need to bring a handkerchief to school. Yes. For what? Um, to, oh, to, to, to wipe their hands after they. Oh, right. Yes, after they go to the bathroom, rather than using, you know, um, paper towels, uh, they use their handkerchief. How interesting. Yes. I didn't know that. Fascinating. <laughs> anyway, well, people started saying they were using this particular product as a disposable handkerchief instead of a, like, what it was intended for. So they ran a test in a newspaper and they ran these ads sort of with two main uses of Kleenex, either to remove cold cream or as a disposable handkerchief for blowing your nose. And readers were asked to respond. And results showed 60% of Kleenex uh, used, 60% of them used Kleenex issue for blowing their noses. So then what happened in 1930, they listened to the customer and Kimberly Clark changed the way they advertised Kleenex and their sales doubled. Right. Because obviously it's quite a specific thing to use it with cold cream. But everyone has to blow their nose at some point during the year. Right. 
So it was quite interesting. And then, but in 1928 was when we got um, when we got the familiar pop-up tissue cartons with the perforated opening. I have to say, I don't often. If I talk about my relationship with facial tissues, Noreen, I I actually haven't always been someone who will buy a box of tissues. Do you know what I mean? I would always just use toilet paper to blow yeah. my nose or oh, totally. wipe my tears. I it's... was never someone who bought facial tissue. <laughs> Me too. But it's only until we, we have kids and it's like you just have to have a box of tissue lying around because... Yes, because <laughs> they're children. And, you know, I actually have a friend who bought her son who, when he was about two years old, he got a box of tissues for Christmas just so he could oh. pull all the tissues out. <laughs> <laughs> that was his Christmas present. <laughs> Probably not the most eco-friendly thing, but delightful and cost-effective for the parents. And you can um, reuse yes, it, exactly. Yeah, but it is interesting because, I mean, for me, I've never, I've always just gotten toilet paper and then, or I've even just, like, blown my nose on, like, kitchen towel or the really cardboardy hand paper towels that you get in a bathroom to dry your hands on. Mm-hmm. And it only took, like, a few bouts of really intense illness to realize, oh, this is why you should have it soft on your nose. Because after you've been basically blowing your nose with sandpaper for a week and a half, your nose is all crusty and red. And you're like, oh, now I get why they do this whole thing about it being soft on your face to blow your nose. Because otherwise, you end up with a nose that looks like this, right? And it's so really it's quite- painful, even if you use really soft tissue, because, you know, nowadays you've got tissue that's one ply. Oh, well, sorry, no, not one mm, ply. Mm. Two plies, three plies. I think the most I've seen is five plies, which is... Five plies? That's yeah. exorbitant. It's pretty thick. Um, but, the th- but the truth is sometimes you need something that's a bit thicker. Maybe not five plies, but like three plies at least. So it doesn't, so your snot doesn't come onto your fingers. Sorry to say. Mm. But there are times when, you know, you have nothing lying around. And I've used kitchen rolls in the past, uh, you know, mm. desperate times calls for desperate measures and it's awful you know you end up with a really sore nose you do you end up with a sore nose no i agree so now i understand why they exist for that purpose (laughs) i just never bought into it before um but anyway so this is interesting so but i do have to say that on the few times that i have bought a box of tissues that perforated opening is a delight when you pop it down it's very satisfying isn't it You know, like a few pleasures in life, popping down the perforated opening of a tissue box. Come on. (laughs) It's a delight. Um, uh, but Should of course, I give these... you a box of tissue for Christmas? <laughs> you could, only if it's unopened yes. and I can pop down the perforated opening. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so it's quite interesting. So in 1929, um, they had they, they kind of created like different colors of Kleenex tissue. And then a year later, they had prints on them, like, you know, just like little graphics, which you sometimes see with tissues now as well, of course. Um, and in 1932, they came up with the little pocket packs of Kleenex Um and they also came up with the phrase, the handkerchief you can throw away to use in that advertisement. <laughs> So it's quite interesting. Now, there is a bit more depth to the history here, though, because during World War II, rations were placed on the production of paper products and the manufacturing of Kleenex tissues was limited. However, the technology used in the tissues was applied to field bandages and dressings used during the war effort, giving the company a big boost in publicity. So... um, Supplies of paper products returned to normal in 1945 after the war ended, but we people couldn't use cotton for handkerchiefs during the war. Cotton needed to be used for uniforms. There was like a shortage of cotton. So the fact that they could use tissue and paper products was really, really valuable. I didn't even know this. It's very interesting. Um, in 1941, they got a bit sexist and released man-sized tissues <laughs> for the male consumer because, as we all know, men just have larger noses and more snot, apparently. This is incorrect. 
1949, they created a tissue for eyeglasses, which eye was released. Eyeglasses? So you, like, you have to, to clean your eyeglasses with, you know, the grubby, grubby bits on your, your, I don't know, neither you or I. Do you wear glasses? I don't wear glasses. I don't wear glasses. But, uh, but nowadays they have uh, microfiber handkerchiefs for, for those because tissue apparently scratches the glasses. I don't know. Does I just, it? I just use my T-shirt, to be honest. Just sort Fascinating. Of, and then just use your shirt. Yeah, but. yeah, exactly, exactly. I do it with my sunglasses, yes. for like children's grubby fingerprints. <laughs> anyway, um, so when we when we talk about the name Kleenex, because it is very well known, right? Kleenex tissues. Um, where did it come from? Um, apparently, this came um, because it was about removing makeup and cleaning the face. Originally, it was that clean, and then the X were, at the end of the word EX was tied to the company's other popular and successful product at the time. Kotex, which was like sanitary pads. Mm. So they were like, women will like this. We already have a product that sounds, has an X at the end. So we'll do that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it's not interesting. It's just a corporate machine, but still. <laughs> just adding the X at the end. Um, uh, uh, Cruz, do you, uh, just talking tissue and packet tissue also, one thing that came to my mind is scented ones. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, they're not very good for the environment, as I've found out from my research. Um, I think, and I also find them, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I find, I think this is the same reason I never bought boxes of facial tissues. It just seems like a very large investment for something that was going to be filled with my snot. Right? <laughs> you know, I was like, what is the point of spending money on this? As obviously, I, you know, a few scarred nose incidents afterwards from using sandpaper to blow my nose, I now understand. And also having children and them not wanting me to blow their nose with sandpaper. But, um, but yeah, I think it's that same thing. I'm like, it just seems like a lot of frill for something that's going to be filled with snot. You know, yeah. like, what's the point? What are your views? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of scented ones because they actually irritate my nose. Um, Do they? Yeah, because... I, I, they actually make me feel actually more nauseous if you're not feeling well already and you've got that scent sort of going up your nose. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of scented ones. But it's actually harder to find neutral ones or unscented ones um, around because um, the proportion, they're always sold out. You know, I, I won't mention any specific brands, but there's like jasmine or, or applewood or mm -hmm. you know, all those sort of, um, not flavours, uh, scents. Um, but it's actually harder to find the neutral ones or unscented ones these days. That's, yeah. that's what I found. That's true. But, I, you know, I do have to say, if someone's given me a tissue, they're like, oh, would you like a tissue? And I'm like, thank you. And then I find out it is applewood, which I don't know what that means, but I know what you mean. It is delightful. It smells delightful. I'm like, what a pleasant experience. I wouldn't purchase it myself, but thank you for sharing it with me. I wonder I if there's same a price about... difference between Yes, I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know. I have to check that out in a 7-Eleven next time. I feel the same way when people have super fancy hand soaps in their homes, you know, like a bottle of hand soap that, like, costs 400 Hong Kong dollars. And you're like, I'm just going to stick with my Dettol from the corner pharmacy, but I'm very grateful that you've invested in this hand soap because my hands smell delightful now. <laughs> like, I think it's that same feeling. I'm like, you know, if we talk a little bit about the history of the whole concept of wiping your nose, um, you know, most people probably um, in the the early years probably just wiped their noses on the backs of their hands, their clothing, or both. 
some still do, like my children. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> or on my clothing, yes, yeah. or on my clothing. That's another one. Um, but using a separate piece of piece of cloth to wipe your nose may have originated during the Roman Empire when people were said to have used linen cloths to wipe their faces and their noses. Now, fast forward to the 16th century, where Europeans repurposed the kerchief, which was a cloth used as a head covering, as a cloth for wiping hands, faces, and no- noses. Thus. The handkerchief was born. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Took the kerchief, which was a head covering, and then you now used it for your hands. It became the handkerchief. Woo! Look at that. Oh, handkerchief. Etymological origins of the word. So that's quite interesting. Um, But yeah, so there's lots of different reasons that, like, you know, and it's still very popular. This idea of like, you know, boxes of tissues. And today, there's so many different kinds. There's, um, like, I, I saw that there's. I was looking into the ones in the in, in the states. There's so many different brands of like facial tissues in the states, and they're all really fancy. Um, but Kleenex is still kind of synonymous with facial tissues. It's still the one that people tend to, you know, tend to um, go to. But also, of course, as you said, like sales and marketing for this particular product, a product which again is mainly for wiping snot from your nose, is fascinating. All the different things people have done to it. The colors, the patterns, the smells, the lotions. They've got lotion in them, some of them, to make them even softer. Um, some even have germ fighting agents, which seems, you know, I guess helpful, I suppose. Um, but it is very interesting. And it, it does have, but it does have a huge environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Americans use, oh, no, I'm not singling out Americans. It's just because this fact pertains to Americans. Just generally, I'm sure this is, you know, equitable. Americans use upwards of, I think it's 255 billion, 360 million disposable facial tissues a year. That's mm-hmm. just in the U.S. Right. So the global demand for tissue paper is expected to grow 4% every year with through 2021, with China accounting for just over 40% of the growth, followed by Latin America, 15%, Western Europe, about 11 to 12%, and then the rest of the world. Right. So the, the, like, it's a market that's growing. And maybe that's because we're now becoming, people are much more self-conscious of having, you know, since the pandemic, self-conscious of having a snotty nose you know we i bristle i bristle when someone sneezes or snots next to me or like sniffs or something I'm like, uh, uh, what are you doing i get i still have that you know um yeah but, I, I i turn the other way as well <laughs> yeah like... absolutely i do and i still find it horrific when someone hoiks into a drain next to me i'm never going <laughs> to get over that never going to get over that um, now, the thing is, when we talk about the environmental impact, regardless of whether the, the facial tissue, tissues you use are made from virgin or recycled paper pulp. So this is a big problem. So oh. a lot of the time they use virgin paper pulp. That's that means crazy, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes. 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 So that's like fresh paper pulp from a tree that was cut down for a tissue. Right. So um, it's still uh, either either way, even if it's recycled paper pulp or virgin paper pulp, it's still made from trees, which is a material that takes years or decades to grow. And logging, as we know, can degrade forests, contribute to global warming, cause loss of habitat for plants and animals and pollute our waterways, blah, 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 blah. Lots of bad things, right? Now, of course, um, paper plants, um, which is where tissue products are made, are always located on a body of water. So they use copious amounts of water and electricity. They emit pollution into the air and empty effluent into the waterways. The environmental footprint of facial tissues is increased when it's bleached white as well. Um, And it has something added like lotion. 
and then it's packaged in cardboard and plastic, you know, not even recycled cardboard, and it's got plastic around it as well. So that's that's a big problem. And then you've got the transportation. Um, so raw materials and finished facial tissues are obviously transported to and from factories and overseas, and this also creates an environmental impact. So there's, like, quite a few different reasons why facial tissues are probably not the most e- eco-friendly option. Um, But I think it's one of those things that unfortunately in our world today, when we look at our hygiene, um, we also have this issue where, you know, it's a small price to pay for the health of others, I suppose. Like when we used to think about throwing away rat tests and masks and the environmental impact, right? But at the end of the day, what's the alternative? A cotton hanky? Um, And I suppose that's okay in its own way. Or you just use toilet paper, which is (laughs) what we've done too. Yes. Old school, use yes. some toilet paper. But even but the I toilet think- paper, I, I've, I did some research previously. Mm. Uh, well, this is about six years ago. If you go to a supermarket and you look at toilet rolls, it will always say made from 100% virgin pulp uh. as well. Toilet papers are just as bad. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I think there's a, but I think we've got to move away from this perception that like a clean white sheet of tissue is therefore cleaner and more like is worthy of the snot of our noses. Whereas if you had a brown tissue made from recycled paper pulp, probably more sustainably so, that would make a big difference to the environmental impact, even though you'd have to shift your thinking. And remember, the things we're using these products for are not particularly glamorous anyway. So (laughs) I don't know why we need to have them smelling like apple wood and lotions and everything else. Um, but yes, but it is very interesting to note that this is that they have quite a interesting long history, and uh, probably the sales of them are booming. So, yes, all right. Yes. Well, Cruz, thank you. Do you have any quotes to end on? I couldn't find any quotes about tissues. No, that, that's <laughs> I fine. That's, I tried very hard. <laughs> no worries at all. Well, I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Cruzy. See you.